Hello and welcome to part 5 of Little Women, an audio play, presented by Far From the Tree Productions. I'm Marilyn Camo, and I play Sally Moffat. Little Women was originally written throughout the years 1868 and 1869 on the stolen land of the Algonquin Nation, specifically the Nipmuc Nation in Musketaquid, which is known today as Concord, Massachusetts. This version of the play was created and recorded on colonized lands spanning across the globe. These lands include the unceded traditional territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam First Nations, whose land is now called Vancouver, British Columbia, the Blackfoot peoples, including the Siksiga, Kaina, and Pikani First Nations, whose land is now called Calgary, Alberta, and the Darug, Karinga, and Darawal peoples, whose land is now called New South Wales, Australia. Thank you to all of the incredible artists whose generosity and dedicated work made this production possible. Enjoy the show! you return home soon? Will you not stay longer? No. I must go home for Lori's graduation. I've already stayed longer than intended. Ah, this is your friend whom you speak of? Yes. I'm very proud of him and should like to see him again. Won't you come and visit us when you get the chance? Would you like that? Uh, very much. Then I will try. I will miss our <laughs> lessons. And your bad German grammar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah, I wish these papers would not come in the house. What, the Daily Volcano? I have no patience with those who make this harm. The stories in here, they are violent and gruesome. Many people make an honest living from writing what they call sensation stories. There is a demand for it. <laughs> There's a demand for whiskey, but I think you and I care not to sell it. If respectable people knew what what harm they did, they would not feel that the living was honest. Well, mine are not like that. They're only silly, not bad. Yours? A and why should I deny a chance to make a living? Uh, Miss March, I... My I family didn't... doesn't have a lot of money. They need my help. Joe, I didn't know. It's fine. I must go to bed. Joe. Good night, Mr. Bear. He was right, Mother. My stories were awful. But now I feel so lost. I've wanted nothing more than to be a writer all my life. But what if I'm not good enough anymore? What if I have nothing important to say? I don't know anything anymore, and I don't think I can try again until I do. What gives me hope is knowing I will soon be home with you and Beth. I miss you so much, your ever-loving Joe. Hail, the conquering hero comes! You came! <laughs> I said I would! So, 
How does it feel to be a fine, educated man? Good. Now that I am no longer a slave to academia. <laughs> you are a free man, Teddy. I am a free man! <laughs> you do with your freedom? Shall we sail away on a ship like we planned? I don't know. You must have a good long holiday. I intend to. <laughs> Joe. No. I will and you must hear me. It's no use, Joe. We've got to have it out. No, Teddy, stop. I've loved you ever since I've known you, Joe. Couldn't help it. I've tried to show it, but you wouldn't let me. I wanted to save you this. I, I thought you'd understand. I know you did, but I... I... I never wanted to make you care for me so, and I went away to keep you from it if I could. I thought so. But it was no use. I love you, Joe. Ugh. <sighs> I gave up billiards and everything you didn't like. I waited and never complained, for I hoped you'd love me too, though I'm not half good. You are. You're a great deal too good for me, and, and I'm so proud and fond of you. I don't know why I can't love you as you want me to. I, I've tried, but I can't change the feeling. And it would be a lie to say I do when I don't. Really, truly, Joe? Really, truly, Teddy. I'm so desperately sorry. But you know it's impossible for people to make themselves love other people if they don't. Lori, I, I want to tell you something. Don't tell me that, Joe. I can't bear it now. Tell what? You love that man. What man? That devilish professor you always write about. If you say you love him, <laughs> I swear I shall do something desperate. Don't swear, Teddy. He isn't anything bad but good and kind, and the best friend I've got next to you. I haven't the least idea of loving him or anybody else. But you will after a while, and then what will become of me? You'll love someone else, too. I can't love anyone else. You and I are not suited to each other. We would be miserable. No, we shouldn't be. If you loved me, Joe, oh. I should be a perfect saint. Oh my, no. You can make me anything you like. No, I couldn't. And I won't risk our happiness by such a serious experiment. Everyone expects it. Grandpa has his heart set on it, your family like it, and I no. can't get on without you. Say you will, and let's be happy. I can't say yes truly, so I won't say it at all. You'll see that I'm right and thank me for it. I'll be hanged if I do. Yes, you will. You'll get over this after a while and, and find some lovely, accomplished girl who will adore you and make a fine mistress for your fine house. I shouldn't. I'm... Homely and and awkward and odd and and you'd be ashamed of me and we should quarrel We can't help it even now you see and and I shouldn't like elegant society and you would and you'd hate my scribbling And I couldn't get on without it and and we should be unhappy and wish we hadn't done it and everything would be so horrid Anything more? 
Nothing more. Except that I don't believe I shall ever marry. I'm happy as I am, and I love my liberty too well to be in a hurry to give it up for any mortal man. You think so now, but there will come a time when you will care for somebody and love and die for him. No, I won't. I know you will, and I shall have to stand by and see it. I've done my best, but you won't be reasonable, and, and it's selfish of you to keep teasing me for what I can't give. I shall always be fond of you, very fond indeed, as a friend. But I'll never marry you. And the sooner you believe it, the better for both of us. You'll be sorry someday, Chuck. Oh, where are you going? To the devil! Ugh! so glad you- I'm going abroad. What? With grandfather. He has some business to do, and it was always my plan to go after graduation. I just thought it would be with- When are you coming back? I don't know. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, Teddy. Joe. Can't you? I wish I could. Why did you stop playing? I can't anymore. <laughs> what are you talking about? <sighs> Beth, what's wrong? Joe. Joy. No. I no, it's too soon. Joe, I've known for a while now, and now I'm used to it. It, it, is, it isn't hard to bear. But you were better. Don't be troubled about me, because it is best. Indeed it is. We will go to the seaside to make you strong again. Just no. you and me. Beth, Please. you will be fine. I'm glad you know. 
I tried to tell you before, but I couldn't. Is this what made you so unhappy in the autumn? Yes. And you kept it to yourself so long. Yes, I gave up hoping then, but I didn't like to own it. I tried to think it was a sick fancy and would not let it trouble anyone. But when I saw you all so well and strong and full of happy plans, it was hard to feel like I could never be like you, and then I... I was miserable. Beth, you didn't let me comfort and help you. How could you bear it all alone? Perhaps it was wrong, but I tried to do right. I wasn't sure, no one said anything, and I hoped I was mistaken. Would have been so selfish to frighten you all when Marmy was so anxious about Meg and Amy away and you so happy with Lori, or <laughs> at least I thought. <laughs> oh, and I thought you loved him. <laughs> How could I when he was so fond of you? Oh, I, I do love him dearly. He's so good to me. But he never could be anything to me but a brother. And I truly hope he will be. <laughs> I don't care what becomes of anyone but you. You must get well. I want to so much. But every day I lose a little and feel more sure that I shall never gain it back. It's like the tide, Joe. When it turns, it goes slowly. But it can't be stopped. It shall be stopped. Your tide must not turn so soon. Nineteen is too young. I'll work and no. pray and fight against it. I'll keep you in spite of everything. God won't be so cruel as to take you from me. I have a feeling that it never was intended that I should live long. I'm not like the rest of you. I never made plans about when or what I'd do when I grow up. I never thought of being married as you all did. I couldn't seem to imagine myself anywhere but here. I never wanted to go away. And the hard part now is leaving you all. I'm not afraid, but it seems as if I should be homesick for you even in heaven. Amy is coming home in the spring, and I mean that you shall be well and rosy by that time. Joe, don't hope anymore. It won't do any good. I'm sure of that. Hope we won't be miserable, but enjoy being together while we wait. The tide will go out easily if you help me. Amy. 
We are all so proud of you and love to hear of your time in Europe. But this letter comes with sad news. I'm writing to tell you that Beth has fallen ill again. We all hoped and prayed this day would never come, but she never fully recovered from the fever the first time. I do not think there is a need for you to come home. There is nothing you could do by being here, but keep Beth in your prayers. Ever yours, Marmy. Lori? Lori! Miss, have we met? <laughs> you do seem familiar, but I can't quite place you. <laughs> Lori, I thought you'd never come. I was detained on my way, but I promised to come. Here I am. How is your grandfather? When did you come? Where are you staying? Last night at the Shabbat. I called your hotel, but you were out. I have so much to say, I don't know where to begin. Oh, what are you doing tonight? Whatever you wish. There is a dance at our hotel. Will you go with us? Aunt will be charmed. I would be honored. <laughs> now tell me all about yourself. Last I heard of you, your grandfather wrote that he expected you from Berlin. Yes, he has friends there. Finds plenty to amuse him, so I go and come. We get on capitally. <laughs> That's a sociable arrangement. <sighs> Don't you just love this place? Miss Mademoiselle has made good use of her time since she came abroad, <laughs> and the result is charming. <laughs> Please don't put on airs for me. It doesn't sound natural. I like your old bluntness better. I am glad of it. And what of you? Have you heard anything from home? Beth is very poorly, Mother says. I often think I ought to go home, but they all say stay. I think they are right. You could do nothing at all. Oh, I must be off. I need to get ready for tonight. Where did you learn all this sort of thing? As all this sort of thing is a rather vague expression, would you kindly explain? Well, the general air, the style, <laughs> self-possession, you know. Foreign life polishes one in spite of oneself. And I'm very used to making the most of my poor little things. Will I see you tonight? Tonight. The time has come at last. I am finally a mother. And what's more, I am a mother of two, for I had twins. Oh, they cannot wait to meet you when you return. Their names are Daisy and John, but to avoid confusion, we call him Demi. They are a lot to handle and have caused John and I to fight sometimes. But Mother tells me it is to be expected and that we must stay strong in one another. I am glad to hear that Lori is with you and is keeping you company. You are always in our thoughts. Love. I am overjoyed for Meg and will love my little niece and nephew as much as I can. Lori has been with me for a few weeks now, although he only intended to stay for one. Though I love him dearly, I can't help but notice that he has changed. I often catch him sitting around being idle and I can't help but being upset at him. Do you know what could have caused this? Perhaps I will discover it in time. 
My love to you all, Amy. <clears throat> Lori, when are you going to your grandfather? Very soon. You said that a dozen times in the last three weeks. Short answers save trouble. He expects you and you really ought to go. I know. Then why don't you? Natural depravity, I suppose. Natural indolence, you mean? It's not so bad as it seems, for I should only plague him if I wait. So I might as well stay and plague you a little longer. You can bear it better. In fact, I think it agrees with you excellently. I'm going to Valrosa to sketch. Will you come? Isn't it rather warm for such a long walk? I'm going to have the little carriage, so you'll have nothing to do but hold your umbrella and keep your gloves nice. Then I'll go with pleasure. Don't trouble yourself. It's no exertion to me, but you don't look equal to it. What are you doing? Smoking a cigarette, if you will allow me. I will only allow it on condition that you let me put you in my sketch. With all the pleasure in my life. How will you have me? Stay as you are, and go to sleep if you like. I intend to work hard. What delightful enthusiasm. <clears throat> what would Joe say if she saw you now? As usual. Go away, Teddy. I'm busy. Have you had news from home? You have heard all that has come lately. Don't you hear often? I fancied Joe would send you volumes. She's very busy. I'm roving about, so it's impossible to be regular. When do you begin your great work of art, Raffaella? Never. The world is hard on ambitious girls. Rome took all the vanity out of me, for after seeing the wonders there, I felt too insignificant and gave up my foolish hopes. Why would you? With so much energy and talent. Because talent isn't genius, and no amount of energy can make it so. I want to be great or nothing. I won't be a commonplace dauber, so I don't intend to try anymore. Then what are you going to do with yourself now? Polish up my other talents and become an ornament to society. May I ask you a question? I don't promise to answer. Your face will, if your tongue won't. I heard rumors about Fred and you last year, and it's my private opinion that if he had not been called home so suddenly and detained so long, something would have come of it. That's not for me to say. You are not engaged, I hope? No. But you will be if he comes back and goes properly down upon his knees, won't you? Very likely. Then you are fond of Fred. I could be, if I tried. Well, he's a good fellow, Amy, but not the man I fancied you'd like. He is rich, a gentleman, and has delightful manners. I always knew I would marry well. Ah, Queen Society can't get on without money, so you mean to make a good match and start in that way. Sounds odd coming from the lips of one of your mother's girls. Do you wish to know what I honestly think of you? Pining to be told. I despise you. Why, if you please? 
because with every chance to be good, useful, and happy, you are lazy, faulty, and miserable. Strong language, mademoiselle. If you like it, I'll go on. Here you have been abroad nearly six months and have done nothing but waste time and money and disappoint your friends. Isn't a fellow to have any pleasure after a four-year grind? <laughs> I said when we first met that you had improved. Now I take it all back, for I don't think you half so nice as when I left you at home. You have grown abominably lazy. You like <laughs> gossip and waste time on frivolous things. Thank you me. are contented to be petted and admired by silly people instead of being loved and respected by wise ones. With all these splendid things to use and enjoy, you can find nothing to do but dawdle. And instead of being the man you might and ought to be, you are only... A selfish, lazy boy. Huh? <laughs> you men tell us we are angels and say we can make you what we will. But the instant we honestly try to do you good, you laugh at us and won't listen. Which proves how much your flattery is worth. <laughs> if Joe could see what you've become. Oh, I wish he was here to help me. So do I. Lori. I was sure she loved you dearly. She did. It's lucky for her if I'm the good-for-nothing fellow you sent me. I didn't know. I'm very sorry, Teddy. Don't! That's her name for me. Do you think Joe would despise me as you do? Yes. If she saw you now, she hates lazy people. I did my best. But it was no use. I failed, for Joe wouldn't love me. No, you didn't. You proved that you could do something if you tried. If you'd only set about another task of some sort, you'd soon be your hearty, happy self again. I don't pretend to be wise, but I am observing, and I see a great deal more than you'd imagine. That's impossible. Love Joe all your days if you choose, but don't let it spoil you, for it's wicked to throw away so many good gifts because you can't have the one that you want. Here. That is as you are. This one is as you were. How well you draw. I found this sketch in my portfolio the other day. Improved immensely since then. It is almost dinner time. Will I see you tomorrow? No. Tomorrow I will return to my grandfather. Please make my adieu to you. No. Be yourself with me, Laurie. Bye. Dear Joe, I am sure this letter may surprise you, as I have not written to you since I have been away, but Amy has kept me informed of the news of your family. 
and I am deeply saddened to hear of Beth's failing health. During my time abroad, I have been so angry with you that I believed I would never love again. But now I am beginning to think that maybe I was wrong. However, I cannot move past this if there is any hope of changing your mind. So I must ask, am I foolish to hope? Dearest Teddy, I'm so sorry, but I will not change my mind. I truly wish I could. Even if I felt differently now, I, I still would not wish to enter into any engagement. Beth is the only thing I think about and I wish to not talk of love with anyone. I hope you will be able to find happiness with someone else. Someone who will love you the way I cannot. Joe? Will you get some rest? No. I must stay with Beth. At least eat something. I'm... I'm fine. my Beth. Will you read something? Of course. What do you wish to hear? Something of yours. I haven't written anything. Why not? I have nothing to say. This is yours. Where did you find this? When you were sleeping. Read it to me. Sitting patient in the shadow, till the blessed light shall come, a serene and saintly presence sanctifies our troubled home. Earthly joys and hopes and sorrows break like ripples on the strand mm. of the deep and solemn river where her willing feet now stand. O oh, my sister, passing from me, out of care and human strife, Leave me as a gift those virtues which have beautified your life. Mm. Dear, bequeath me that great patience which has power to sustain a cheerful, uncomplaining spirit in its prison house of pain. Give me, for I need it sorely, of that courage wise and sweet which has made the path of duty green beneath your willing feet. Give me that unselfish nature that with charity divine can pardon wrong for love's dear sake 
Meek heart, forgive me mine. Thus our parting daily loseth something of its bitter pain. And while learning this hard lesson, my great loss becomes my gain. For the touch of grief will render my wild nature more serene. Give to life new aspirations and new trust in the unseen. Henceforth, safe across the river, I shall see forevermore a beloved household spirit waiting for me on the shore. Hope and faith, born of my sorrow, guardian angels shall become, and the sister gone before me by their hands shall lead me home. been all that to you, Joe. Oh, Beth. So much. Then I don't feel as if I've wasted my life. I'm not so good as you make me, but I have tried to do right. <sighs> and now when it's too late to begin even to do better, it's such a comfort to know that someone loves me so much and feels as if I'd helped them. More than anyone in the world, Beth. I used to think I couldn't let you go. But I'm learning to feel that I don't lose you. Mm. That you'll be more to me than ever. And death can't part us, though it seems to. I know it cannot. And I don't fear it any longer, for I'm sure I shall be your Beth still. To love and help you more than ever. You do have something to say. Love is the only thing that we can carry with us when we go. Then it makes the end so easy. Her Amy. Beth is gone. Please come home. Thank you for listening to part five of Little Women. Tune in next Saturday for part six, the final installment. For more information about Far From the Tree Productions or to leave a donation, you can visit our website at www.farfromthetreeproductions.com. Subscribe to our newsletter for updates on future projects, or you can follow us on Instagram at farfromthetreeproductions. Until next time.